everybody. Welcome to the Daddy Dilemmas Podcast. This is Season 10, Season 10, Season 2, Episode 10. This is a show where we have beer and we talk about our lovely little darling kids. We love and our, our kids. And our beautiful, understanding, always pleasing wives. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm a dad to two adopted daughters. Their ages are 12 and 14. Great ages to be kids. Just starting to get into puberty. Especially daughters. Hormones are going crazy. Nothing like being a dad to a 12 and a 14 year old. I'm here with my co-host, the bender to my fry, Don. Oh man, I'm ready today. I am ready. Uh, love, love me some podcasts. Drinking my beer with my buddy Chris. Uh, I'm also a father. I don't have daughters. I have sons, which can be better, can be worse. I don't know. Potato, potato. Uh, let's see. One is six and the other is 12. So really spread them out. Really spread out. Yeah. But I'm ready took to little, go, man. Took a little break there, go. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I think some people, when they're having kids, they, they want to just have, you know, hey, we want to have five kids in five years. And they just like get them out there. Um, we had one and it was fine. And we just were like, eh, and you watch six, is, six years of TV. This is busy enough. Get those six years of catching up on all, binge watching some, some uh, Breaking Bad. And... You know what we did in that six years, kind of thinking about it with, with the first guy when he was a little, little itty bitty guy. Um, I went and got a master's degree and then my wife went and got a master's degree. So we were, we were still, you know, working on kind of career stuff and education stuff. So I think a second kid at that time would have been a little, a little too much. A little much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're here now. Well, it's all great. Today we're recording today. It's Wednesday, which is a big holiday in my family. Wednesday, every Wednesday. Yeah. They party it up. Trash day. No, it's Cinco de Mayo. And in case aye, you... aye, aye. Um, Cinco de Mayo, just, you know, I give a little education here. Don probably knows this because he's a teacher, but Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day, which is that's what, what all the Mexican that's all the Mexican kids in my class think it is. I'm always yeah. like, no, no, it's not. Stop it. No, and I, I explained this to my daughters today. Cinco de Mayo is a celebration of a battle that when Mexico beat France, and Mexico had a, had a undersupplied small medallion of i think it was 2000 and france was around 4 to 6000 i think okay so so they were the underdogs they were supposed they to they were lose. the underdogs yeah and france was supposed to easily take them um and they didn't New mexico was triumphant and they held off um the town of sounds like pueblo but it's not pueblo it's close to that can't think of the name right now i don't know but unfortunately, they lost that. They had another battle in that same place a little while later and lost. But we're going to think about the good part where they won. Oh. Good on you, Mexico. <laughs> I actually watched, the, I watched I a YouTube say, video today. It's a weird holiday. This is a weird holiday. Yeah. 
but you know, gotta take the little was, things. Sorry, was I cut you off? Was your YouTube video about single oh, mile, it, like the yeah, history? It was the history. So it was it was pretty interesting, and America was involved later in the war. France was taking over Mexico. For, you know, Mexico could have been part of France had the Americans I was not gonna say, involved. Yeah, Mexico has a really interesting history where they sort of, you know, had their dependent their independence and then they kind of lost it and then they had it again. And they've they've had a lot of ups and downs compared to the United States, I think more so. Um, where they've, you know, always had to fight and all this nonsense. Well, thank God, because you know. I, I was eating some carne asada and some pollo asada and some, you know, drinking some Mexican beer. And had they not got their independence, we'd be eating crepes. Drinking champagne. Drinking champagne, yeah. But also, there's a big holiday coming up this weekend. Oh, man, I hope our listeners are ready. Don't forget about it. Are you ready? Are you ready, Don? Uh, is it your birthday? No, just just kidding. It is Wish- Mother's Day. Wish it was Father's Day. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, anyway, Mother's Day, and we've talked about it before. How I didn't know that mothers were supposed to get gifts from their husband on Mother's <laughs> Day, and I got in a, a lot of trouble one year. But uh, don't make that mistake anymore. So, um, I did order something for my wife. I don't know if it'll be here on time, but hopefully it will. What about you, Don? Hope you ordered yourself a doghouse because you're going to be there. Oh, snaps. Um, yeah, our Mother's Day is going to be busy. We, um, My mother-in-law lives in town, so my, my wife spends a lot of Mother's Day celebrating her mother, um, which I guess is nice because I, I feel like it takes some of the pressure off of me. But uh, my wife also has two sisters, and so between the three... Um, I guess, daughters uh, of my mother-in-law, you know, they're all mothers. So it's, it's basically the four moms kind of running around and the kids and everything. So we usually do like a, a mother's day brunch um, and cook a nice dinner. We try not to go out just cause it's usually so bonkers. Um, excuse me. I feel like everyone's taking their moms out on mother's day. So we usually try and stay in. Um, and it's probably easier cause I think there's like, 10 of us, 15 of us. It's, it's, it's kind of a big, kind of a big crew when we all are getting together. Costly. That could cost as much as your haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> so it ends up being almost like a Thanksgiving sort of a thing. It's a big, big hangout day, big, just, you know, and it's nice. Cause you know, the pool's ready. The weather's getting hot here in uh, Arizona. So for us, it's definitely kind of a just day drink and just, you know, hang out with the family, kids swim in the pool. It's very chill. Very so. chill. I'll do yeah, something. We, we usually go to that, you know, that place we used to go, the Hungry Monk. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. where they had they had a really nice every Monday kids eat, eat for free. So we'd come in with like you know four adults and twenty five kids, and <laughs> we'd all eat and we'd drink and uh, yeah, it was good times. But they oh, usually have fun. they usually have a Father's Day and a Mother's Day brunch, so we usually go do that. It's like a oh, is it nice? Do they do it up? It it used to be really nice, and now it's still nice, you know. But it's it's more standard food. Before they used to have these really cool breakfast things that you've never tried before. I can't think of what what one is at this moment, but yeah, they had these really cool uh, menu items, and now it's kind of just hey, here's a big tray of eggs and some bacon and some bread, you know. But it's still it's still very good. The food's very good there. 
Yeah. So, well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Mother's Day. Now that we got that out of the way and we were, you know, we've done our due diligence for our wives. The listeners can't say we didn't warn them. Yes. Um, I'd like to tell you a dad joke. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Getting the dad joke. So, hey, Don. Hey. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? I don't know. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? Because it was too tired. Oh, get it? Like it has a, two tires. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, there you go. What do you got for the fact ah. of the day? The facto, facto of the day. It was so funny. I had this this website and it's got these like I don't know 100 facts or something crazy, but I'm on fact number you know 20 or whatever it is. But this fact actually coincided with Mother's Day, which I thought was really interesting. So my father fact of the day says that average spending on Mother's Day gifts is around $168 compared to Father's Day spending, which is only a mere $119. So I would believe that. Probably yep. about a $50, $60 difference. That sounds about right. So I would have thought it'd be a lot more difference. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I... I don't go crazy. I mean, when it's, you know, birthdays, Mother's Days and things like that. I mean, I, I, I feel like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. I mean, that's kind of the ballpark of, you know, you know, this is, this is good enough. I don't want to go crazy. Yeah. But I usually get my wife something really nice and she's like, here's a tie clip. And I'm like, I don't even wear ties. So, but thanks. <laughs> thanks. Happy Father's Day to me. Yay. <laughs> anyway. Um, I would like to bring up a new segment on the show. Oh, yeah. And I stole this from Kevin and Bean, which was a radio show in Los Angeles for 30 years. Um, Did you listen to it for like all 30 years? It seems really like it, yeah. that show. Yeah, yeah. I used to have it on in my office when I worked at, in uh, L.A. I just played in my office. But yeah, it's, it's a good show. Very entertaining. I'm sorry it went off the air. But they had a segment called Who's the Dick? Ooh. So I'm going to tell you a little story. And okay. you tell me, and this one involves my wife. So you're going to tell me, and I'd like the listeners to write in too and tell me. They can just leave a message on Facebook um, if I'm the dick or she's the dick. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, I cook dinner every, well, almost every night here. Every night that we have a home cooked dinner, I'm the one that cooks it. You're, the, you're the, the cook in the kitchen. I am the cook in the family. And thank God, because my wife, she bakes really well, but she doesn't cook so good. Married the only Mexican woman in America that doesn't cook. Um, so anyway, the other night I'm cooking, and as usual, I spend, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I go to the market, that's an hour, come home, spend an hour to two hours cooking, plating the food, and I put it down on the table, and my, I said, I call my wife down. She's usually up in the bedroom reading on her iPad. And I call her down. And I call the kids down. I say, hey, dinner time. Come on, everybody come down for dinner. And she comes mm-hmm. down, and then she feeds dogs. And then she okay. has to do this. And then she's got to put some clothes from the washer to the dryer. And then she's got to do something else. And she's got to pick this up. And then she's got to do this. And by the time she sits down, the food's cold. Huh. So I told her, I said to her, I said, listen, 
I'm going to start calling you down for dinner like a half hour before. Before the dinner is going to be done. So you can get all your stuff done. And by the time dinner's ready, you'll be ready to sit down. You'll be sitting there. I'll serve you a hot plate of food. Because she's really, she's really particular about her food being hot. Like hot, hot. Hmm. Can't be warm. It has to be hot. Okay. Okay. And so I said, I'm going to call you down early. I'm tired of cooking dinner and you guys come down and then you do all this stuff and you have to do all this stuff. And then by the time you sit down, the food is cold. Hmm. And boy, did she get angry with me. Oh boy. Probably the way I said it. Cause I said, look, look here, missy. <laughs> do that. Yeah. She, usually when you, when you start a conversation with your wife with, you know, look here, woman, that that's usually not, not going to end well. But no, yeah, so it didn't. So she she chewed me out and says, fine, then if you if that's your concern, just go ahead and eat. You can sit down and eat, and I'll do all my stuff and I'll eat after you. Interesting. And I said, fine, then maybe I'll just stop cooking because I started getting angry at this point. Oh boy. You guys cook your own dinner. It's fine. Don't cook then. So anyway, that's what happened. Um, am I the dick or is she the dick? Who? I mean, or as I like to say, who's the dick? I mean, I always want to side with you, Chris. Um, <laughs> but I, I definitely have some questions in your story. Cause I know that, um, I feel like in, in our, in our house, it's basically reversed roles where my wife does, the majority of the cooking and I am, I am on board with being the sous chef. Like I will chop stuff. I will gather ingredients. I will, you know, help out however I can. Um, but she's definitely the head chef. And sometimes I forget that sometimes I'll take the, sh the head chef role, which gets me in trouble. But, uh, normally I'm in there trying to help, but my wife and I have done this thing where we're, you know, finishing up the dinner and we're getting everything on the table. Kind of like what you were saying, and it's like time to eat. And so we tell the boys, you know, they're goofing around playing a video game or, you know, running all over and we go, Hey guys, time to eat. We're sitting down and we just sit down and start eating. And so there's been a few times where my son, my, especially my older son, he'll come over and he's like, but the food's cold now. And we're like, we called you 15 minutes ago. I don't know where you were, you know, and he was on the couch reading a book or whatever it was. And so that's kind of like, our rule in our house. I mean, we're yelling out, we're getting ready to eat. And then we just sit down and eat. And so, okay, so I guess that's so, my question with you that you had the food ready, but then you just kept waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Because family. My, I usually call them down. Like when I'm starting to plate the food, but like mm -hmm. I said, she finds like a million things to do in between that time that she comes down and the time she sits down to eat. So, I mean, I guess I it's mean, more, I guess it's more yeah. the way I said it, you know, because I said, and listen here, you need to come down and blah, blah, blah. And she's, you know, she's like, don't talk to me like I'm a kid. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell her what to do, but I definitely would tell your daughters what to do. I mean, they need to sit their butts down and you can start serving them. And the three of you just start eating. Okay. And so that's if your wife, do. if your wife wants to go and change the laundry and start folding clothes and you're like, I don't know where your mom is. Yeah, that's what happens. Because <laughs> because I, I 
I have done that before too. Cause I've been in that position where we're all getting ready to sit down and eat and I hear the dryer or something beep. And I'm like, Oh, let me go grab that real fast. And I go get it. And I come back and everyone's sitting there eating, looking at me and they're like, where have you been? And I'm like, well, I just went to do this one thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, whatever your food's cold now. So I've been well, on I that guess, end once or I twice. guess the reason it kind of bothers me too, is because like, for, I don't like anybody in the kitchen while I'm cooking. Like, I like to cook by myself. I don't like people helping me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. It's just I'm weird that way. But I always thought it'd be nice if someone sat down there and, like, kept me company while I was cooking. And no one, ever, no one ever does. <laughs> yeah, I'm just there by myself. I, fortunately, we have a, one of those Echo Shows. You know what that is? Uh-uh. What's that? It's like the Alexa thing, but it's it's a have a has a screen on it. Oh, okay. So you know it plays Hulu. So I'll just put a TV show on while I'm cooking to keep me company. But yeah, my kids don't come down and keep me company. My, none of my exchange students ever did. <laughs> and then I feel like you know the short order cook because I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, here you go, here's your food, lady. But oh, um, man. anyway, so. Our listeners, if you have an opinion on that, go ahead and, and go on our Facebook and just post it and tell me if I'm the dick or she's the dick. Yeah, that's kind of a tough one. That's a, that's a good one because I can, I don't know. I, I always try and see it from both sides. So I don't know. I hear you. We'll see what the listeners think. Yep. What do you got next, Don? Mm-hmm. Who's the dick? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do a little bit of a pinata tutorial uh, being Cinco de Mayo. So I thought I'd talk about Cinco, how to break the pinata. Um, so I found this this website. Uh, it, it's actually kind of a neat little website. They actually show you how to make your own pinata. So we'll list it in the in the show notes. Um, but I think I think that's a fun activity with kids to uh, make a pinata. But anyway, they they talk about it and this always makes me so uncomfortable. One of our favorite shows in our house <clears throat> is uh, America's funniest uh, home videos. And Ooh. every time there so, is that one video where you can see someone getting ready for a pinata and you're like, this is not going to go well. You're like somebody's going to get hit in the balls. I know. Mm-hmm. There's always, there's always something. And it just, I don't know what it is, but there's so many times where I'm watching these videos and I'm like, that's, it's not set up right. So I wanted to talk about some things of how to do it. So, I have a a little list on this website that I found. I'm not going to read all of it. I'll just read a couple. But one of the things they talk about is obviously find a safe place with lots of room. I've seen people try and do this like in the middle of their kitchen. And I'm like, you need to go outside (laughs) to like a tree or a basketball hoop. Like you need to be outdoors. Like you need to be away from, you know, you know, glass vases and lamps and stuff. Um, Makes sense. They talk about having, obviously, adults need to be managing it uh, with the kids. And by the way, I've been at a few parties where they will have adult pinatas, uh, which are really fun. They'll get the really small little liquor bottles, mm. um, and they'll fill a pinata with that. Hell so yeah. tip for the listeners, that is a good adult pinata. I like um, it. But at the same time, one of the rules, too, if a don't, is don't put anything inside the pinata that can break. So make sure it's those little plastic uh, liquor bottles, not the the glass. You don't want to be shattering glass everywhere. And don't fill it with light bulbs. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one wants that. No. Um, they have some details here on like what kind of bat to use. Um, 
I, I don't know if I've ever had a problem with the bat. I mean, I think obviously it depends on the age group of kids. Um, we always line the kids up youngest to oldest. So we always have, you know, again, cause usually most of our parties that we've been at, and I think you've been at some of these too, Chris, where we'll have, you know, a bunch of kids and then you got some cousins and you maybe got like the neighborhood friends. And so it can kind of be like a pretty wide range of kids. Um, but you know, you'll have the three or four year olds swinging the bat first. And then usually it's, it's kind of ending up with some 13 or 14 year old, you know, doing like a mortal combat, you know, kind of a finish him, you know, and they're just like, and you're like, dang, bro, like anger management. Um, but they talk about, you know, using the right kind of stick, um, making sure if you're watching the pinata, if it's not breaking, uh, be ready to maybe have like some scissors or knives or something to maybe give it some cuts or uh, just bust it open. We've had that once or twice where it kind of breaks not the best way. And so we'll just kind of pick it up and dump it and throw it around. So that's usually fun too. But um, yeah, I think that's my biggest thing is just make sure, you know, watch out for that backswing, make sure that whoever's <laughs> swinging with the bat can <laughs> move it around. There's adults involved. I usually, we usually do one adult on the rope and then a couple other adults managing the line. Cause there's always kids that just want to creep up and you're like, you're about to get in the face, man. So, so blindfold just managing or no blindfold? the crowd. Uh, we usually do blindfold as long as they're old enough. So I'd say maybe like five and up can do blindfold somewhere around there. But if they're a real little guy, uh, maybe not, um, you know, the little ones don't need a blindfold, but yeah, the big kids put a blindfold on. Cause, cause then it gets fun. Cause then you can kind of pull the, pull the rope and all that kind of stuff and mess, mess with the kids a little bit, especially if they're like baseball players. That's always the best when it's like a little boy who's like, I play baseball. Like this is my thing. <laughs> and you like pull it up and they're like swinging at nothing. And, it, uh, and they're my, swinging, swinging hard too. My best. kid always gets ripped off on those because she's 12, but she's like five, seven. So you right. guys line them up by height and she's yeah, like behind she's the, in the back. She's behind the 34 year old. That's, you know, <laughs> five, six. She's like, Hey, wait a minute. I'm just a kid. Is she, is she taller than, is she, uh, the tallest one in the house? Are you still uh, taller than her? Yeah. I'm five, nine. So, Oh, so she hasn't passed you yet. She's close. Not yet. She's getting there though. <laughs> is she, she taller won't... than her sister? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. She's taller. I think she's about the same height, maybe a little bit taller than Sandra. So she's she's huge. Yeah. Well, so so we'll 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 put that in the in the show notes if you are interested in making a pinata or just if you want to read some more of the details on how to do a pinata the right way. All right. Well, let's get through this. I know we're running a little long today, but we'll get through this. Uh, last last uh, last show we had the top reasons not to have kids. And I did 20 through 11. So mm -hmm. today we're going to do the top 10 reasons not to have kids. Yeah. Who needs kids? Who needs Get out little? of here, kids. Number 10. Okay. You like nice things. And in the picture they show like white couches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you like, you know, if you're one of those people that has an immaculately decorated living room with, White furniture. Eh, I would rethink the kids or rethink the furniture. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. There, there's definitely a little bit of awareness you need to have as a parent. Like some, like juice is going to get spilled somewhere. There's going to be crumbs. or and Like there's going to be something. I mean, I think there's a lot you can do as a parent to make it not as bad. I mean, there's, there's ways you can keep your house clean and whatever. But yeah, you don't want to have, you know, all your precious artwork. Yes, you know, hanging all over the place. It's gonna get wrecked. I see those like those videos, sometimes commercial or something, and the kids like writing on the wall with a sharpie, and I'm just like, oh my god, my kids ever did that? I think I would. Uh, My kid did that once. Yeah, my kid got a sharpie and like on the door and the carpet, like he was going to town making his artwork, and I was just like, oh my god, this is like the movies, bro. (laughs) Bad. Okay, number nine. And this doesn't really apply to me. Um, sorry. Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Chris is, Chris is in a coughing fit. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have allergies, so it makes me cough. Anyway, um, you can adopt children who need families. So this is more pertaining to people who are having biological kids. Mm-hmm. And this article is wrong because it says there are currently more than 397,000 kids in foster care system in the U.S. But that's wrong because it's more like 396,998 because we adopted two of them. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight is you're completely satisfied with your life. Yes, if your life, if you don't want your life to change much, you know, you say, hey, you know, life's really good right now. I'm digging what I'm doing. I'm loving life. Uh, probably wait to have kids. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I know a few people that are, you know, I mean, it's well, in, in a way, I would say it's it's kind of the same for parents. I think, you know, like for me, me and my wife, like we have two kids. We're happy with that. So in a way, we kind of aren't looking for a third or fourth kid, right? I mean, it's kind of that sort of yeah. idea too. I mean, if you're happy with everything, then yeah, you don't really need kids. Okay, number seven. This uh, weighs heavy in our house. If you like your peace and quiet, don't have kids. And, and don't have kids. Oh, that's that's a million percent true. <laughs> it's not quiet anymore. Because my 12-year-old, you know how like you say, oh, that person doesn't know their own strength. My 12-year-old doesn't know her own voice volume. Everything she says is super loud. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie. I I think I was the same way at that age. I've I've had strangers tell me how loud I am. Well, we we're, we're constantly saying to her, uh, we're right here. Look, look yeah. how close I am to you. We're we're in the same room. You don't need to <laughs> <laughs> I get excited. Yeah, and she's oh my god, she's so obnoxious. She's because we live on a lake, <laughs> so our backyard backs up to a lake, and it's not very wide. It's probably I don't know what twenty yards, thirty yards wide. Maybe it's bigger than that. The width from our like our dock to the dock across the lake. I think it's, yeah, I'd say it's closer to like hundred yards. I mean, you got oh, you got no. some distance. No, 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 no. It's it's pretty close. Maybe down the lake it gets that wide, but not. And she'll see the people that live across the lake from us. Hi, hi there, how you doing? I was just like, really? <laughs> you gotta, she yells at everybody. Everybody walks by, 
They could be on the other side of the street. Hi. <laughs> I like your dog. <laughs> She's a friendly kid, man. So, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, number six. You're severely impatient. Yeah. Kids do take a lot of patience. Yeah, a lot of a lot of patience. You got to be ready for that. Everything's everything's slow. And 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 um I guess this would apply a lot to especially when the kids are really little. Cuz I can I like it, look at people that have toddlers and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm too uh, that would I would go nuts." If I had a little toddler like running wild around the house and uh. You have you have to be patient, especially as they're yeah going potty, learning to tie their shoes. I mean, there's so many things that you're just, I mean, you just have you just have to sit there and just just wait, just be like, okay, I wouldn't be, I'd good be job, like, buddy. Be like poop kid already, Jesus, just poop. It's not that hard. You sit down and it comes out. <laughs> Number five, don't have kids because they're extremely expensive. Says for the average middle class uh, American family, it costs two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars to raise one child. I guess I don't know. That's a really nice boat. Two hundred forty-five <laughs> grand. Um, I remember when when my oldest son when he was first born and we brought him home and it was you know like his first birthday and i was kind of reflecting on the year and i was like you know what i don't i don't feel like we spent a lot of money but i also looking back on it like he was the first grandkid on both sides so we had like every single person like every aunt and uncle like everyone was like celebrating this kid so it was just like you know we're gonna buy you a stroller and we're gonna buy him clothes and we're gonna buy him this and buy him that and so i feel like a lot of it was that and then i guess when the second one came i mean the second guy he had a lot of hand-me-downs so i don't know i mean i guess we buy more food because of kids i mean i know airline tickets really suck I yeah. mean, you go from like two tickets to four tickets. I mean, it's it's not cheap flying anywhere. So well, I don't us, know. Maybe they're expensive. For us, it's like I notice it like when we go to restaurants. I don't really notice oh. the clothes and stuff and the sports mm-hmm. activities because it's kind of, you know, you pay with a credit card and you don't see it till the end of the month. But when we go out to eat and, you know, like the bill, I'm used to like having a, you know, $40 for dinner. Well, that's a lot. Now it's like. $90 for dinner. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, you're definitely you're definitely in like yeah, the $100 range uh with a family of four when you're going yeah. out to eat for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Says the guy who spends $75 for haircuts. But anyway, number 4. <laughs> recreational travel is unnecessarily difficult. And I, I'll say that. I mean they're talking about like babies and having to change diapers on a plane and such, but it's so weird. The the younger the child is, the more junk you need to bring with that child. Because I remember we flew with my oldest son and he was, I don't know, he was like three months old, six months old. I mean, he was, he was pretty little. But I remember we had like, you know, the baby carrier because, you know, the place we were going, they didn't have like a, a baby carrier car seat. Uh, we had to have a diaper bag. We had to have, I mean, like there's so much stuff like again the younger kids they just they need more stuff whereas older kids kind of like what you and i have at this point you basically just like hand them a tablet or a phone and they're good 
Like you don't need to do anything else on a plane or a car trip. Like you're just like, here's your technology or yeah. here's a book. I mean, just boom. And they're, they're happy. They're good. All right. Number three, don't have kids. If you're not worried, wait, you're not at all worried about feeling incomplete. So some people mm. say that a child will complete you, which is hundred percent not true. And again, this sounds more like it has to do with babies, like women saying, if I only had a baby, life would be so much better. Hmm. And I've seen I've seen teenage girls say stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean like uh, their boyfriend breaks up with them and they not happy in school and they say, Oh, I think I'll have a baby. That'll complete my life, make my life better. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd, I'd go so far as to say like a, a child is completing my life, but I, I do feel like having a child uh, makes my life feel more complete. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if if my wife and I didn't have kids, then we would be a little, a little bit longing for more. I mean, yeah. I think I think that's kind of what kids give you. Kids kind of give you more. You know, I mean, you're you're giving them a lot. Uh, basically everything, but at the same time, I mean, they're, they're giving you so much. Um, I don't know. I think it's beautiful having a family, having if kids it, and all that If good you stuff. say giving you so much, if you mean like stress and high blood pressure, <laughs> I say give me a lot. Those kids are very generous. Number two. They don't, they don't stop. Disposable income is awesome. So if you think disposable income is awesome, then don't have kids. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's always something to pay for with kids. There's always something around the horizon, paying for this, paying for that. We just got a, we just got my oldest one uh, braces, just really? uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, got him set up with braces, so that's a whole thing now. But you know, they showed us the whole like billing chart. You know, like he's gonna wear braces for you know around a year, two years. Here's the billing. Here's how it like breaks down. And I was like, oh, I mean, it's it's a small car payment, but. Again, you're just like, here we go. It's just another thing. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's I guess that's why I work. Yep. <laughs> I could have worked to pay for pay for crap. And the number one reason, and this goes for you, Don, you don't need a child to define your womanhood. That's right. Tell Is it. That, did you think a child would define your womanhood, Don? You no, know, no way. No way. I'm a woman no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, that one I don't understand, but I guess that's kind of the same as um, feeling incomplete. Maybe some women think, you know, I'm not a real woman unless I have a kid. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk for women out there, but I mean, I've, I've, I've known some women. Uh, I had a coworker. We had a really interesting conversation a while back and she was sort of saying that she's like she's like you know i feel like i get sort of these looks sometimes my husband and i because we don't have kids and you know we just we can't have kids and we don't have kids and so for a lot of people it's like a weird thing so i feel like there is sort of a little bit of a stigma that hey if you're a woman and you've got you know a husband then like you should be having kids like what's, I, what's the matter with you and i give those women's that that look all the time this families and i see them with their no kids and i'm like God, you're lucky. It's a look of envy. <laughs> you're so lucky. Remember when I didn't have kids. <laughs> anyway, well, 
Uh, like I said, we're running a little <laughs> long, so we are going to end this podcast here. Give you something to think about. Think about all those reasons why not to have kids. <laughs> you let us know if uh, there's some other reasons you think people should not have kids. But we want to thank you guys for listening again and again and again. We love it. We love our listeners. Um, and you can subscribe to our podcast. There's a big list. I just put a big list on our Facebook page. I think there was like 12 places you can go to subscribe. Oh, nice. nice. Everywhere. We're everywhere, man. Pretty soon you'll be frightened in an elevator and you'll be hearing Daddy doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're enjoying the show and, you know, Don and I are our fathers and we don't have that disposable income anymore, like it says in the list, <laughs> you can buy us a beer. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash daddy dilemmas. And hey. then you can say, hey, here's two bucks for a beer. And we'll, like, we'll be like, how am I going to buy a beer for two bucks? Where have you been? It's not 1955. That's that's a that's a tip for the bartender, but yeah, we'll but take thank, it anyway. But thanks anyway. Um, and if you are a daddy with a dilemma or a mom with a comment, we'd love to hear from you. You can easily contact us. Uh, you can send us an email. Uh, you can just type the email to dads at hogfishstudios.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com and then just slash daddy dilemmas podcast. So daddy dilemmas podcast and you'll see us on there. Yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this one. And we will catch up with you on the next Daddy Delimits podcast. Dad's out. Mm-hmm.